now. Yeah, we're gonna. I can't, I can't really remember when we used to do this when we had two on, on, on one screen, but that's okay. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redfield, and my co-host, Madonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Francis is not going to be with us today, so I have my special guest, uh, LaDonna Sherwood. Hello, not my guest, but my co-host, LaDonna Sherwood. And our special guest, uh, Mrs. Rachel Woodson. Hey, October is the National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And all this month on Knowledge is Power podcast, we're going to be displaying uh, domestic violence awareness and breast cancer awareness. Uh, and I want you all to join us each each podcast this month, Sundays and Mondays, and so that we can, that's, the guests can discuss some of their facts and help with some of the, the support system that you might need if you went into that. Uh, okay, now, also, I'm going to go in and say, hey, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is available on uh, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Twitter, whatever you want is there, okay? No, okay, all right, and LaDonna? Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is a platform to share important information by educating Southeast Texas African-American communities with valuable information on health, education, finance, politics, and business. We pride ourselves on keeping our hand on the pulse of this community and making sure you are in the loop in what is going on in and around the Golden Triangle. All right. Tonight we are super excited. And as you can tell, we together, right? Because we like to be together. (laughs) So um, we're going to have a little chat and we're excited about that. All right. you, You introduce our guests. Let's move on. Okay. So tonight we have Rachel G. Woodson, who is a life coach, a therapist, a domestic violence survivor, a motivational speaker, an overall entrepreneur and inspirer. She also just got through filming on set. Okay, so we have somebody that can actually tell us a little bit about it, how to survive it, how to overcome it, that you can heal, grow, and become better, and your uh, destination is not determined 
uh, by your origination. Um, we got Rachel tonight. Come on. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yes. And like she said, I just came in from filming in Atlanta, so I am still getting used to time and getting used to not um, going to sleep right now. <laughs> so tell us, tell the audience uh, uh, that uh, about your, your past situations, because there's uh, quite a few women and men who has been abused in uh uh, in relationships and uh, mental and physically, and um, you're experiencing you're a, you're a victim of it. And let's tell them how what did you have to go through, uh, and some of the the, 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 the reaction that you had to take uh, to prevent it from happening, or how did you get support? And uh, uh, was there a support system that you can? that you went to to get you out of that situation because there are women today and men today that don't know what to do and uh, they're being abused right at this moment right right and you know what i am so glad uh, you said men and women because a lot of people think that abuse is just a man abusing a woman but there are women out there who are verbally mentally and physically abusive as well um I like to tell people that abuse just doesn't start with a person hitting you. Because if a person hits you, if a guy walks up and hit a woman right now, she's not going to go for it. That it's a process. Violence and the abuse is a process. It just doesn't start physical. It starts emotional. It starts mental. I tell people all the time, you know, stop thinking. And my clients, stop thinking it's, it's so cute. And the man is so in tune with you if... He has figured out what time you get home. He's calling you to make sure you made it home. You know, calling you to make sure you made it to your destination. You know, all these different things. Because when he calls you and say, I just want to make sure you made it home. or you're not home by now. That's like a big sign. That's a big indicator that this man is trying to make you feel. He's trying to control you. But My your mind. mind, your mindset says, girl, he just always checking up on me. He loves me. He always trying to make sure that I'm safe. No, he is planting seeds that will become physical violence that is right now just emotional violence. Because what he's wanting to do, he's wanting to make sure that you are needy towards him. You think that he loves you. You think that he wants you, buying you things, supporting you, making sure every single time letting you know that no one else loves you like he loves you. No one else has ever went out of their way to do things for you. No one else cares about you. So anytime something happens in your life, he raises up the fact that he's doing something that no one else is doing. So he's still planting seeds. Domestic violence. So this is for a woman that is getting to know someone that would or will get to know someone. I want us to hit on all levels tonight from the beginning of awareness, because this is awareness, right? This is yes. bringing awareness to anybody that want to fall in love. And there's so many young girls who have the daddy syndrome and fall in love with older men. And the first thing they think about is, girl, he's paying my bills. He's taking care of me. He's paying my tuition. He wants, mm -hmm. you know, taking me on trips. He's doing this. He's doing that. Now, I'm not saying that there are not good men out there who are just good, wholesome men who take care of you. But if you are if you are passing up the signs, because there's a difference between a guy that has your back and that's riding with you and taking care of you and lets you have your space.
versus a man that's riding with you, taking care of you, and wants to know your every move. He wants to be the GPS in your car. He wants to be, you know, you're lost on the iPhone. He wants to know, can he find you if in the daytime, at dark? It doesn't matter. You have to be able to listen to those signs and listen to how he's planting those seeds. And so that's something that I didn't do. I didn't listen to the signs and the seed planting when I was younger, you know, and you don't want to date in a vulnerable place. I was in a vulnerable place and I found myself getting something that I never had. That's why I help women all the time understand their dating pattern. Because if you know exactly what you had, you won't fall into the same thing. A lot of women say the next man I date, you know, uh, he has to be hardworking. He has to have a job. He has to be faithful. All those things come from what you didn't have. So if you had somebody or your family or no support, and this man is coming in and supporting you, the first thing you think about is, you know what? I want that purse. I want, you know, that car. I want somebody to take me out to eat. I want somebody to do this. So he is spoiling you. But he's so spoiling is actually instead of a spoil with the S, he's planting seeds with the S. So you have to pay attention. I didn't pay attention to that. I just felt like, you know what? It's been so long. I've been buying burgers. I've been paying the rent. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And finally, somebody else that not only can buy fries, but can buy the burger. Somebody that not only can take me somewhere, but let me drive their car. Let me do this. Let so I was slowly, slowly had seeds planted to where I fell in love with the things that, that were going on. And all those things came with a price. All those things come with a price because when you step out of line and something is not up to par with them, that's when you see the first sign. And it's always a thing like if it's a mistake or something they didn't mean to do. Or, you know, I got just natural instincts of a man, because that's what I was told. That's just a natural instinct. I'm sorry. And I'm just thinking, you know what, it is just a natural instinct. Because somebody do something to me, I might just react and reflect and things like that. But looking back, no. You have to know how to control yourself at all times, no matter where you are and what situation that you are in. Um, so I just really think that that is something that's important. I don't want to get too much into a word. I don't answer any of your, any of your other questions. But... It just doesn't start from a, a hit, a slap. You know, there are different signs that women need to pay attention to in communication that allows them to be able to understand what a, where a man mindset is. The little controlling factors that uh, ultimately play a part in what they want from you. They want to give you something, but like you say, it's at a price. And then when you don't line up with whatever, then it may be like, well, you know, then, then all of a sudden you meet Jekyll and Hyde. It's yeah. like two different people, you know. Exactly. You're meeting this charming, caring, charismatic person, but you don't know that there's a beater or a manipulator or a egotistical, maniacal person on the other side of this uh, individual. Right. And you don't get that side until you do something that strikes a nerve. A lot of times that nerve that it strikes from a past relationship or nerve that it strikes from childhood instantly they put you in the position to see your see their other person's face the accuser the abuser's face from their childhood or from their past and they see it on you and they take it out on you so would you say that like 99 percent of abusers have been abused it may not have been physical abuse but it, it will be either abuse or neglect right um a lot of men that i know looking back on my situation for women. women men or women but uh, a lot of men in that situation, they were neglected by someone. And so it's like a, a mother, you know, an, an aunt, somebody close to them neglected them. 
So the first thing they want to do is they want to make sure whatever woman comes into their life doesn't leave. Just like women have daddy issues, men have mommy issues. There are some moms who weren't there for their kids and not being there for their children puts the children in a place to make sure, okay, you know what? My mama wasn't here, but I tell you what, every woman that come in my life, she's only going to leave if I allow her to leave. Because you never could control your mama on how if she came or if she went. So let me ask you this. Um, as far as domestic violence, like total red flags, aside from them trying to control you, what would you say is something that you can kind of look out for as far as, you know, domestic abuse, aside from them hitting you and like saying they're sorry or they didn't mean it? Like, what are some of the other, uh, or buying you things to keep you attached? What are some of the other things that a manipulator or an abuser may do that may try to keep their victim, you know, from, from, Seeing through the facade. Um, there's a new term called gaslighting. Okay, lot, let's talk about that. A lot of people don't know the term gas about gaslighting. Gaslighting is when they make you feel bad for their decisions. They do something wrong and automatically they cast their wrong words, their wrong thoughts, their wrong motives, their wrong actions on you. They make you question yourself. If you ever question yourself and ask yourself, you know, well, did I do that? Or was it something I said? Or maybe I shouldn't have, you know, asked that question. Or maybe I shouldn't have cooked this. Or maybe it's, for example, they get heartburn and they say, well, I wouldn't have got heartburn if I would have ate your food. So now you're sitting up here thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't have cooked that meal for them. Yeah, that's gaslighting. And so now you're second guessing every move that you make. And you want to make sure the moves that you make are moves that they Except, okay, so I cooked this last time. Do you want me to cook this? Because I don't want you to eat harbor. And that's still planting seeds. That's still planting seeds into you to help you understand. Now, here's my thing. If for whatever reason a person does these things and you call these things out, some people don't know that they're actually doing it because nobody has ever showed them or told them. Now, if you bring it to their attention, now, wait a minute now. I want to make sure we're not gas like this, this, that, that. And blah, blah, blah. If they begin to change that behavior, because sometimes people don't know because other women accepted it or other men accepted it. But when it comes to a point where they're not changing it, okay, yeah, whatever. So, well, if you, and they put it back on you, every time they put it back on you, instead of answering the question, they make you question yourself. That's gaslighting another sign of mental abuse. Now let's talk about Go ahead, Tom. I was going to ask, how, how early do you think in age that it, it, it starts? So does it start like a teenager in high school, dating a, 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 a young man in high school, or a young lady dating a young man and she's abusive to him? Do that start early, like in, in, in I, from that age? What I have not only known from my own experience and my clients experience and my studies it does start early because when you fall in love at a young age especially if you're i don't really know many abusers who come from a well home right mm -hmm. either they come from a home where mom and dad and dad did it to mom or mom did it to dad mm -hmm. or they come from a home where daddy wasn't there mama wasn't there somebody was absent so mm -hmm. when they back to what i said a few minutes ago when someone comes into their life they don't want to lose them Mm -hmm. so I'm going to do whatever I can, you know, to make sure that I don't lose you. So mm -hmm. if I tell you I'm going to be in the hallway and I'm going to walk you to class, 
and you're not in the hallway, you're taking a test, and you can kind of tell because he's a little bit fidgety. He's a little nervous. He's thinking something happened. See, young men don't know how to uh, control their emotions. Manipulation is something that you learn in time. That's not something you just automatically pick up and like, oh, I'm manipulating somebody. Mm-hmm. When they're younger, they get really nervous. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell in their body language, they're jittery, they're stuttery, they're sweating. They're trying to, oh, I thought something happened to you. I thought something da, 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 da. So they're everywhere in communication. And then you don't pick up, oh, no, no, you have to calm them down. Now, when it comes as they get older, they corner you. Mm-hmm. They have control over the situation. They're pointing, they're pointing in your face. They put you in a position where you can't go anywhere because they want to make sure you know that their anger is there. Young men and women that are abusers try to hide their anger. Anger. Older and wise abusers. When I say wise, I mean people that have, have are a veteran in this, <laughs> have done it before. <laughs> it's not their first time. They want you to know. They want to put that fear in you. And, and what, I was going to say something about mental abuse, like how people talk down to you or talk or try to minimize your accomplishment, accomplishments and your value and your worth and, and, you know, make you feel like you're less than. So it so some yeah. forms of abuse take on uh, degradation uh, and intimidation by tactic of. You're not smart. You stupid. You this. You that. You mm-hmm. you know whatever. You're lazy. You're this or that or whatever the case may be. And then some of it takes on a more uh, covert uh, way of saying, "Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's a bad idea. Or what? You know, it, it may not be that. You, it may not be the words dumb or stupid, but it may just be minimizing your thoughts or your thought process or whatever. Right." Yeah, they definitely want to minimize your thought process before they start adding in that you'll never be nothing without them. Okay, right. Right. Because if they tell you you'll never be nothing without them, it's like, yes, I will. It's like, okay, if you... I've talked to people who have said in the past that it's the small things that they did that their abuser didn't like. They tried to redirect and tried to tell them that the way they, wasn't, the way they were doing something was not an adult move. That they had a child mindset and then they wanted to implement their way into how they wanted them to do this simple things from organizing seasonings in the in the pantry to how to fold a towel you know or they'll take things that you did not learn in your childhood and try to show you those things but then try to downgrade what you were not taught instead of empowering you and uplifting you and being a helpmate to you And then eventually all these things that they have taught you, all these things that they have shown you, now when it comes down to you actually trying to move on your own, the first thing you get is don't forget who taught you or you'll never be nothing. And that was my biggest thing. When I decided, and we'll get on to leaving and things like that, when I decided to walk away and move around and not come back and not really care, it was you'll never be nothing. And and I think it was because at that period of time, I had nothing. Right. But and they, that and, I be and they steal your self confidence in yourself. You lo- you lose your um, self esteem. Yes, yes, because mm-hmm. because I did. Right. Um, and what I had to do was I never forget I gained so much weight. I was a size twenty two. Wow. And you know, I began to tell myself in the mirror that I love myself. 
I began to say affirmations. And before you know it, I began to walk. And then I began to lose weight. And then that confidence came. And that confidence came so strong to where it was like, you couldn't tell me nothing. If you said something to me, I didn't even hear you. I no longer could hear you in my mind. I no longer could see you. When you decided to leave, I said, okay, I'm like the door behind you. So how, how, how long were you in that domestic uh, violence and how did you cope with it? Did you have, was kids involved in it, in, in, in this relationship? Well, I only have two kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, me and my kids started over. Um, and I started over on housing and food stamps. And the reason why I asked that question, because sometimes it can affect a child growing okay. up in that, in that environment, you know, because well, there were babies, there were babies at the time. Mm -hmm. But what I would tell a lot of women is when you have an opportunity to end something, and I'm not just talking about ending the relationship and moving on because me, my downfall and my regret as, as a person, I don't have a lot of regrets, but I only have one, um, was not putting people in their places at the age when my kids were small, mm -hmm. giving people the benefit of the doubt. You know, mm -hmm. growing up in the church, you always felt like you got to give people chances like Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so you found yourself being sovereign because you served a sovereign God. Right. You know, and now realizing that some people will turn your the, the sovereign in you and they'll become the Judas to Jesus and their purpose will be only to minimize or to kill your destiny. Right. And so I would tell women, when you see something going on, if you know your kids are not going to be in the environment, don't ask a man to give you child support. Don't beg a man to get his kids. Don't beg a man to be a, be a father. Quit. Don't allow them and afford them the opportunity. As a mother, your job is to make sure that your kids are taken care of. That just doesn't mean financially. Making sure their future is taken care of. That also means making sure their future is taken care of mentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if I would have done some things in the past, the future of my kids mentally, I wouldn't have to deal with it. Counseling and therapy could have could have done a, a great service instead of allowing someone to partake and be in their life to do a disservice. Mm -hmm. Right. I think um, that's an important part to make about um, setting boundaries and making sure that you are capable of cutting people off, regardless of the abuse regardless of the position that they may hold in that person's life if they're not adding value and if they are creating chaos and and discord then it's okay to cut them off it's okay to start early this is a way to kind of prevent some abuse uh you know before it ever gets started it, not just for yourself but for the kids too and other family members that may wind up getting mentally or physically abused because we didn't take the step in the beginning um, Tony, do you have anything you want us to cover right off? Well, yeah, I, I'm going to ask another deal is that, uh, so when you took a step of faith to walk out and leave it behind you, you had to start all over again, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Started all over with nothing. Right. Um, housing and, and, and food stamps. And, and you still, you still made it. Yeah. I became a CNA, um, I made five dollars and fifteen cents uh, while I was getting my CNA license, and an hour. I would like to say five dollars and fifteen cents an hour while getting my CNA license. And I was still on housing and, and food stamps. And then I started doing hospice, 
And, and then I said, you know what? I started taking leaps of faith and setting goals because I still was getting the same thing. You'll never be nothing um, right. without me. Right. So when you, you, you start feeling, feeling good about yourself and usually they try to come back to you or, Right, uh, you know, yeah. because they have that that type of control that what they used to with girls. But did you look back, or you just kept going? Because the reason I'm asking that because I want there's somebody that's gonna watch this show or listen to it, and I want to, to encourage that person that might be going through abuse or, or has been challenged about it mentally or physically. Uh-huh. What they can do, they can. Give them like we can give them confidence that it will work out. But you have to be strong enough to take it and give them some advice on is there a su- support system they can reach out to to say, hey, I need some help. I'm getting my I'm getting my tail whipped. I'm mentally drained. I'm stressed. My kids are, are right. mentally confused, and I need help. Because I think the res- there are so many resources now. Mm-hmm. Where you can anonymously do things, you can reach out to people from you know any state, any area to get help. Back then, there weren't as many resources. Right. Um, I will say this to be transparent. I never forget after um, I, I started doing things that I actually moved. Um, I was offered a vehicle. It was kind of mm-hmm. like you know I feel bad. You know you and your kids don't have a way around. I, I get a vehicle. The vehicle I took the vehicle, not to realize that. Taking this vehicle meant that I'm gonna have to have cops outside of my house. Uh-huh. Check my house before I go in my house. Right. So I was like, this, you need to come pick up this vehicle. Right, because it was I, a tool. It was a tool to try to still trap me. Right. You're doing something supposedly to help, you know, right. family with those strings attached. Right. But it had a string of gasoline attached to it. Right. Didn't didn't want that. So I just made up in my mind that it really didn't matter. I, I, I don't have a problem with robbing people to pay Paul. I don't have a problem with, you know, um, not not going without for on me to make sure my kids have. You know, one thing that I can be proud to say, I never got a sugar daddy to help me take care of anything. I went and I continued to get out the mud. But this is the thing I want young women to understand. If anybody makes you feel less than, if anybody ever tells you that you're nothing without them, if anybody ever has you feeling anything less than what you think of yourself, I don't care if it's a man, I don't care if it's a friend, I don't care if it's family. Because domestic violence is just not about being in an intimate relationship of the opposite sex. Right. Your mama can be de- de- um, giving yeah. you a violence. Mentally. Right. 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 Your daddy can be mental. Your friends, your cousins, whoever is making you feel like you're not good enough. Right. Making you question the greatness that's inside of you. Whenever you look in the mirror and you see somebody that's good and they want to tell you that you average, you need to understand that you need to remove yourself from them. Right. I think that um, one of the biggest things, uh, Tony, you were saying you want to encourage them. One thing about it, uh, what we have to learn, that coming out of domestic violence situations and starting all over, you, you can't take everything too serious, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to roll with the punches because life sometimes will give you a bad hand. But if you can, you hold on, you know, joy going to come in the morning. I know we, we say that all the time. Right. But you might go through a weeping season or some dark days, but if you hold on, you know, one thing about it. Uh, it will pass. 
It will pass. Yeah. It will, it will this pass. It will pass. It will be forever. You right. can't be down always. Be, you can't be, you know. It, it could be all types of different type of domestic violence. Uh, right. a, lot of, not, a lot of marriages are together. Uh, and going through domestic violence and abuse and mental abuse is because they can't afford to go nowhere else. They, they, they right. need each other, so they got to stay right there with each other and abuse each other, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and it is, it's a you. We have to to understand that, like Rachel said earlier, that she had to had to had to step out, get and start all over again. There's nothing wrong with starting over again. I mean, I've started over again before, you know. So right. we all have started over again. So we all had to go back to our mama's houses and all that yeah. to stay with them and get that abuse, you know. But we, it's a sacrifice that we have to do to get to, to live because we never know, you know, if that, it gets it, it gets to a, that violent. Right. Anything can happen. There's there's mm -hmm. a show right now on Netflix called The Maid. I'm mm -hmm. actually watching it. It shows. Um, the domestic abuse, the abuse, and the troubles and the trials of single mothers when they decide to leave. How hard it is. You have nothing. You go back. Um, don't let anybody beat you up and, and make you make you feel stupid for being in a, a domestic violent or mental abusing relationship. Don't let them make you feel stupid for that. Because I tell people all the time, you never know where you will be. You never know how you will get entangled in something so easy. Because like I said, they plant seeds first. Right. But the only way you're going to get past the seed that they've planted and the harvest that's growing with the toxic harvest that's growing within your life through them is you got to plant new seeds. Mm -hmm. doing a, I'm doing a webinar on next Monday called How Toxic Can They Get? You know, you have to know these barriers of seeds that's being planted so you can uproot, you can replant soil, you can grow through affirmations. If you're on here and if your self-esteem is low, I don't care if you've been abused or not been abused, do me a favor. Find me on whether it's social media, Rachel G. Woodson on Google. I'm going to take you to my website. I will give you a set of affirmations. Some of the same affirmations that I use to get me out of my situation. And right. Absolutely. And I want to say this, too, that those who are listening and need some help and uh we here at Knowledge's Power Podcast is here to help our community and those who are in our community. And you're welcome to contact us. We have a website at www.knowledgespowerpodcast.live. Our emails are there. Our phone number is there. Reach out to us so that we can get you some support, get you some financial support, get you some living support, give you something that you can feel good about leaving home and not looking back. You know, there's places that we can help you with. So I, I like to end this and let- And uh, next, wait, there's also a phone number, Tony. They can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. And that's a hotline that will help you get you through uh, to the next step. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post that hotline number up and let me uh, put it on the screen so they can see it. Okay, now give me that number again. 800. 1-800-799-SAFE. Mm -hmm. That's 7233. 7233, I'm sorry. All right. Okay, there we go. Hotline for domestic. Okay, great. They have our number there for hotline for those who are in domestic violence there we go. situation. It's it's, it's, uh oh, I messed up some numbers here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I want them to get the right number to get that help. Right. 
Yeah, hold on. I put some, too many dubs there. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. And you got it. The big fingers. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's our number. 800-799-7233. That's 800-799-SAFE. Uh, you can reach out to them. Uh, any any PSA we need to talk about? Uh, um, uh, tomorrow night, I'm hosting a public safety forum at. Could it be that? Oh, you got it. At yeah. LSP, the Southeast Texas Young Democrats is going to be the MC. Of course, I'm the president of that organization, and we're going to have police, fire, and uh, other authorities in the community there to speak about the new gun laws, uh, new legislation that may have passed that may be affecting our community and just topics in general that may make us nervous or, you know, we want to discuss with the winter months coming, fire safety, fire prevention. We know every year there are some homes that are burnt or may uh, incur fire and things of that nature. So we're going to have fire safety. It's just going to be an overall public safety forum to increase community relations with authorities in our neighborhood. Okay, Tony, I think you got disconnected. Okay, we have the um, Faith and Strength to Endure Community Diabetes Awareness. That's going to be in November. November, the I can't see the bottom of it, but I think it's November the 13th. Um, I think that's on November. I, I, think, I don't know the date on that, but I think so. I, I think you're correct there. And, and then, also you uh, have the, uh, and that's in November, the Diabetes Awareness Month. Um, yeah, November that's the, next month. And then we also have uh, 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 the speaker, uh, uh, James Clyburn, is going to be here with the Democratic Party. And that's also going to be happening yes. in November. I'm yes, gonna, that's in November. I'm square. going to uh, get you the flyer for that. That's going to be a really huge Democratic event where people can come. It's $100 a ticket and meet him, get VIP treatment, all of these different things, and just get riled up for elections that are coming up in 22. So we're looking forward to that. All right. Rachel Woodson, thank you so much uh, for your uh, uh, testimony. And um, it, it means so much to me and my host. And uh, we want to make sure that our community gets the information they need and advice they can help them with. Uh, on next Sunday, yeah. we, we're going to have, uh, I can't think of our guest. Oh, Trish Gibson, uh, Gidry going to be our guest on next Sunday. Uh, and on Tuesday, we're going to have the uh, volunteers. We're going to have the uh, Sister for Sister uh, breast cancer uh, spokespersons on here talking about breast cancer and their support system that they offer to help uh, those who are suffering from breast cancer. And so our month is full with, uh, with breast cancer and um, domestic, violence. Uh, domestic violence. And also we had a show on Sunday on national blindness. So Baby, I think everything is in October. <laughs> yeah, everything is in October. So with, my birthday. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, thank you so much, so, so much, uh, Rachel, for joining us. And uh, if it's any last word you like, you got it. Um, guys, you can find me on Google, www.rachelgwoodson.com, and follow me all on the social media platforms. If you have not picked up my book, I'm Somebody's Wife, you can catch that on my website. Also, stay tuned, and make sure you sign up to my newsletters. 
to know when any of my shows, movies, events, and anything else is coming out for me. And thank you guys for asking. Wait, wait you, you better have me on one of your shows? Sure. Hey, no, 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 Tony, I don't want you on that. <laughs> I I got one call. I'm in love with a woman I can't stand. You know what? That's a lot of people. COVID allowed people to understand that. Wow! Now that I have time and I'm not busy working, I don't even know if I like the person I'm married to. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I was reading something. I saw that. That was the first time I heard that phrase before. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. We love you. God bless you. Thank you again. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Bye. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.